Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. I don't think they're gonna let you have a budget that rolls over every month. It, it would probably be it'd probably be like something to the effect of like if you don't spend it, you do lose it. But you guys got to think for a second if they're can if they're divvying out our money and they're controlling what we're getting. All right. They're also probably they're probably having a lot of control over where we're spending that money. So maybe me and Jake end up neighbors in government housing with our two thousand a month budget. But let's say. They, you know, they put a grocery store right out front of our house, right? And then right next to it's a McDonald's. And then right down the road from that is is just another row of houses in same kind of setup. To where they don't just take, you know, your housing rights away and where you can live in the freedom of that, but also the idea of where you could spend that money. Like only at these places, only at these local areas, right? Mm-hmm. So your money is funneled into the corporations because you guys got to think, man, fixed income takes away freedom, right? It's a lot of restricting for sure. Right. A lot of people, I mean, there's okay. There's not too many people out there that are on like disability or on social security income or social security retirement that, you know, are living in a huge house. I, I knew a lot of people growing up uh, who were on disability or not. I'm um, sorry. Social security income. Cause we lived in like a, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it was like all low income where we lived at, but our, my county I lived in was very low income and it was a low income high school, all these things. So we had housing projects set up all around the area, mm-hmm. right? And I ended up becoming friends with a lot of these kids. A lot of their parents were on fixed income, social security. I don't know if it was disability or whatnot, but you know, it, everybody in the system that they had the same exact living arrangements. Right. And it's if you had five kids and you were on the system, guess what? You got a bigger you got a bigger apartment in the hood. That's that's how it worked. And moving around a lot was a frequent thing um, for a lot of these a lot of these guys. Moving was frequent. And, you know, this is what causes a lot of these these people to go down very dark and, and bad roads and like very depressive roads, very illegal roads because just lack of income, lack of options, lack of things. It sucks. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, and I know, you know, for the, for the sake of this conversation, I can tell you for sure that if I, if I'm not able to use my, my, my creative talents, I'm going to get bored and I'm going to get myself in trouble doing something stupid probably. Well, I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, the reason why I gave that example is because, I mean, that that's like what, what I see this as, like limited income, limited housing, us all forced together and a lot of bad decision making happening. Right. Um, 
and just all overall health of Americans going drastically downhill. Right. You know, in back, you know, back in the day, it's, it, it was funny. Uh, back in the day, it was like, you had to have a job that, that was the big thing. Like you have to be working. Like you don't work. Why? Like that was always a big question. Nowadays, like, you know, everybody knows that I don't work. We have the restaurant. That's our, that's our primary income. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do this show. Nobody really bats an eye and they're like, you don't work. Like, that's not, that's not like a, a sideways kind of eye I get anymore. I mean, but I'm also filling up my days with the, you know, the kids and, and the homeschooling um, to an extent lately, it's been difficult. Um, but there are things going on that, that are, you know, would prevent me from going and seeking out regular employment anyway. Right. But it's not, it's not a weird side eye thing anymore, but it used to be. Mm-hmm. And it used to be, I want to say like right up until the pandemic. And it seemed like after that, it would, it wasn't that way anymore. And they've made it comfortable for uh, that idea to sit in people's minds nowadays that it's not so unrealistic man it this should just i mean it's scary guys it's very scary it's very um it's very unsettling and i think that we should all just be kind of aware and watch what's going on around us and seeing these things as they're happening ai is definitely you know this ai thing jake was talking about um the cpt that's right, right? CPT. I don't have the page pulled up anymore. GPT. GPT um, is a very scary thing, um, and what the potential applications for this are going to be are, are wild. And I wonder how much of a. Uh, so, what if they would utilize this to increase the current technology that we already have, right? Mm-hmm. And we see this huge spark um, in technology coming out. Like going from zero to a thousand miles an hour with this. It has the potential to. I mean, what's the nine know. scariest words in the English language? We are from the government and we're here to help Richie. Which welcome in, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it just so this is what I was gonna get at with this with this AI thing is um so we saw in the last like 30, 40 years, we have come leaps and bounds with technology right yeah 30 years ago if somebody would have told you you'd have a smartphone in your hand that would be your planner your calculator your phone your phone your digital camera you know your access to the internet your mp3 player like all these things you'd be like nah there's no way you couldn't fit that all in your pocket you couldn't fit that into a phone like, there's no way. You'd have to, like, pack luggages to take all these things with you. Sure. Now we have it. And it's it, and it's advancing more by the day. And this, this AI conversation is not a new one. I've had this conversation before, you know. Um, and it's, it's the same as it's always been. It's always that, yeah, right, mentality. We'll see about that. It's like, okay, man. Um, you know, and I, I, I get some of the thinking of, of some, you know, some of the mentalities. I, I truly do understand. Um, but there are some people who just, you know, they, they're not going to want to accept it. And, you know, everything's fine. Everything's the way it's always been. What are you talking about? Everything's, you know, the internet's not real. You know, I've, I've had people tell me not to get upset because the internet's not real life. Um, it's like, yes, that's, that's quite literally true, but 
what you need to understand is that it's becoming more and more real life and that's the concern that you should be have be you know you should have is that it's becoming more and more real life as we go um we're living we're living more of our lives online now than we ever have and it's going to get to a point to where we'll be doing that 24/7 and for me to say that 5 years ago um I can understand the whole, yeah, right, that doesn't make any sense, you know, that's not the real world. Okay, true. Um, but nowadays, it's, it, it quite literally is. You, you have to understand, you know, I, I, I've tried to have these conversations and reason with people, um, people that I know and people that I work with and, and people that I, I speak to, and they're just very unwilling to accept that things are changing. And that blows my mind. Well, dude, <laughs> you got to think about, like, I swear, the pandemic hiked this up for a lot of people. Um, it, it really did. That's what got a lot of people on the TikTok and being glued to social media. And people were stuck with nothing to do all day, yeah. right? And they became very comfortable shopping online and utilizing voice calls and learning how to do things on their smartphones right i mean is is you can't really go into a cell phone carrier anymore and just be like hey i just want a basic phone i don't want a smartphone just i, I want a regular phone they don't have them right yeah, yeah they don't really have the uh the whole flip phone thing going on anymore and and all that stuff no it's it's you have to get a smart device now there's there's not really an option all right yeah. so you think about it they got all these, and this this was an option that pretty much was done before the pandemic. So you, you get, everybody has a smart computerized smartphone in their pocket. Now you're sticking them home for like six months to a year so they learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was by design. It couldn't be. Now nah, you're right. We could trust our government. Yeah, of course. That's <laughs> what I've been saying this whole time, dude. Like they're here to help you. Absolutely. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com. D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. We should just give them all our information as well. Why not, man? If you guys don't feel safe, you know, your government's here for your best interest, you know. Um, but, but if you don't feel safe, you know, that's that's your problem. So I uh, I had a conversation with my son earlier, dude, and I may have scared the shit out of him a little bit. <laughs> so we're driving down the road and I was like, oh, crap, I got to get him. I got to get him a new Social Security card, right? And uh, I got to get him a new one. And we're, we're driving around. I was like, crap. I was like, we got to do that this week, dude. We got to get you the new social security card. And he starts asking me, like, why he really needs it or what's, what it's for or something. Like, what's the purpose of having that, basically, Dad? And I was like, well, it's kind of like your own serial number. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, they utilize this to, tra- to track your 
gun purchases and your healthcare bills and your credit and your work and where you live. And it's basically so they can keep tabs on you. And he just, his eyes got a little bit big and he was like, oh shit. It's like, yeah, they utilize that number for everything, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it's a little, it is, it is a little bit scary how I put it to him. And I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do that. Like, but that's kind of just what came out. Cause I'm so used to preaching about this, about this shit all the time. That just, it just, I just blurted it out. I was like, it's your serial number, dude. That's what it is. <laughs> it is. Let's be honest. It is. It absolutely is. And I, and I explained to him, I said, you know, and I said, this is uh, something that's really only good for you in the U S um a lot of there i'm not gonna say there's a lot of countries but there are countries out there that do not utilize a system like this right um to where they're not tracking everything that their citizens are doing you know there there are some countries out there that do not have a system like this right sure and there's also like because i mean there's a lot of countries out there like they don't need this to run a credit check because they don't do traditional credit like we do here in the u.s it's like, okay, have you made an income long enough? Yes. Like, do you have collateral that we can take from you? Yes. Okay, we're not doing a credit check. We don't do that here. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's it's very much a way to just keep you in check. I mean, that's that's all it is. Absolutely, and I mean, guys, you got to think this is uh, this is like every aspect of your life that goes on these numbers. I mean, and and so what's kind of scary about that now when we talk about the AI stuff and we talk about cell phones and things like that, you got to remember a lot of these cell phone companies, they have your socials on file, right? And those are tied directly back to your, your IEMEI number on your phone, okay? And they're there. So imagine that, Jake. Imagine, you know, imagine somebody asking, like, how can I get more ads about donuts to Jake dials and they utilize that AI technology just to come after your device because now they have it all. Listen, we already know my stance on ads, getting them slapped in my face by force (laughs) and how I feel about that. Okay. Um, I've had this conversation and I hate it. I think it's stupid. You know, I, I was trying to find a really cool Dragon Ball Z video the other day and you know i get forced to watch an ad that's completely irrelevant that has nothing to do with anything that i even like or anything to do with dragon ball z and i just look at it with just this disgusted look on my face it's like what what is this for like the the advertising model is broken you know that's a conversation for another day for sure but i mean it is it's freaking broken they just they just think they can just plaster any old ad over something like youtube has no idea what i want or what i like they have no clue they've started to offer me ads in spanish um some of them have been in german and a few have been in italian they have no clue what i like because i skip everything and i don't answer any of their stupid surveys they don't know anything dude i get very tailored ads um like very tailored ads because I'm the kind of guy that wants to research something a lot before I buy it. So I'm like reading about it. I'm Googling about it. So they're like, oh yeah, Jester wants, he wants this, he wants that. And I'll just see ads for it all day long. And because like I do so much with the ReadyWise stuff, dude, I, it's ReadyWise ads everywhere all of the time. Mine are 
like legitimately minor things that have no semblance of being in any realm like close to me that have nothing to do with anything that I like or, or any of it. it. It would blow your mind. You would just giggle because I do anymore. I just laugh about it. It's like, <laughs> you guys are really trying. I mean, props, props for trying, but uh, <laughs> like, no, I, I'm not interested. Gotcha. So guys, uh, I'm still trying, and, and Jake, I need to tell you this too. I'm still trying to figure out the structure of this hour and a half deal and splitting it up into two parts and stuff like that. Um, so I, I'm sorry guys, last show we did, I missed Collins. That was my bad. Uh, we typically allow an open platform at the, uh, end of the show here. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe we could do this 30 minutes. I was originally thinking 15 when we went to an hour and a half, but maybe 30 would be good. Um, for call-ins so guys if you want to make those call-ins we're we're about at that time period uh if you guys want to call into the show if anybody out there does and welcome in jelly dina joe raccoon angela up oh, there's karate jane welcome yeah. in karate jane how are you hey jester hey jake what's up jane hey why don't you just destroy that um ai crap why don't you get into that website and put a virus in there and destroy that stuff before it destroys us? <laughs> well, I don't have a floppy disk, um, for one. Ah, the floppy <laughs> and, uh, disk. You got to know a hacker. You're a smart guy. Um, you know, for, for an AI that you can ask to write its own code, I'm already of the assumption that it would be able to write its own um virus virus protocol you know well um, somebody had to produce it can't we find out who made it and then get them to destroy all the copies or is it like the internet what's once it's out there it's out there once it's out there it's out there ai AI, is, ai was created by man yes it was created by men um what if it breaks down you're just gonna need a human to fix it not if it can see all these robots running the mcdonald's and shit you're, you're talking on this, in this context you're talking about a fully sentient program yes the program initially was made by humans but after a while once the program is self-adapting it learns how to take care of itself at some point you get into that conversation that jester mentioned earlier about about rights for robots um because even though the program was written by humans and even though it was built by humans the program was made so it's self-adapting and always evolving on its own so technically that choice to adapt and evolve would be its own decision so we can't destroy it to help ourselves you could destroy one one portion of it but if the ai is integrated into everything it would just be self-replicating anyway uh we're screwed then we need to revolt against these ai shit things these ai assholes karate jane yeah these ai robots <laughs> i don't like this stuff i'm old school i don't, I don't like it either the change yeah i don't i don't like it either and you know what if what say hey couldn't it just be this simple jake what if you just told ai to write a code to destroy all ai yeah is... do that jake <laughs> i don't think good idea work. jester why not <laughs> i don't think that'll quite work um 
you know you, can you, you want, try it i i would get in, in trouble with so many federal crimes it wouldn't be funny oh you would never mind <laughs> i don't like it either and and you know we've seen movie after movie about stuff like this and you know, uh, if you remember a couple of years ago, Elon himself even even spoke out against the dangers of having AI integrated into human systems and how dangerous it would be because it will be. And he's right. Yeah, they had movies back in the day about, um, well, they called them like extraterrestrials, but and aliens. But I think they meant like AIs, too, and robots and like term that like Terminator movies and stuff. And now they're like taking over and I don't like it. War games is similar, but you know, you I remember to, that movie. War games was a great movie with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. It's still tic-tac-toe. You YouTube. can't win. Yeah. That's a great, great one. But uh, I believe, I believe the conversation it points to is <laughs> when you, when you work with an, with a system like AI, um, it's not a human system. It's its own system. And the difference is that there's no soul there. So there would be no empathy, only objectivity. So it would look at everything objectively, which on the surface, Well, what sadist motherfuckers made that shit? Who on, the hell that, was that evil <laughs> mm -hmm. that would make something like that? So the people that are designing this stuff, I, I don't think they're designing it necessarily for an evil intent. I think there's good intentions in mind there. And I think that it's, you know, how is this beneficial to society? Not how this is going to destroy society, not realizing the roads they're going to go down with it. I don't think the conversation was ever how to destroy society at all. I think the mm -hmm. intentions were all good because you can use it for good things, you know? Um, yeah. Yes, yes, you can integrate it with things like like Neuralink, which is going to happen. It, it will happen. And you will do some wonderful things like cure people of epilepsy or seizures or, um, you know, um, quadriplegics, paraplegics. Um, oh, that's good. It is, but... What but how can we control the bad part of it if it has no soul? It's not that it's bad. It's that it's objective. It's not biased. Well, how can we unobject it? The problem is the human problem. The human problem is that we are fully in control of what we say and do all the time every day. We have, we have human, you know, we have our free will. The, an AI system like that, eventually, after, you know, let's, let's say it would adapt itself and is made to, made to adapt. And um, let's say we could integrate it into infrastructure and it would come up with a system that's more reliable, uh, fail proof and create its own self-governing system for infrastructure, right? It would do it completely objectively. And what it would do would say, this grid over here is pretty stable, but you're going to have to knock out this line of houses in order to make it a hundred percent stable. That's where you start to get into these lines where you're like, mm, I don't know about that robot. And then the robots like I'm programmed to make it happen anyway. And then it happens. And then you can kind of see this like tilt shift of where it's like, well, I was removed from my home by robots because they just, they brought in their, they brought in their AI powered excavators and demolished my home without, without any remorse at all, because the robot feels nothing. It is just doing what it's designed to do. And if it's designed to create a fully 
functioning 100% stable system like that, it will do what is necessary, which for us will make it look like it's evil because it will be taking lives and essentially looking at us like we are the virus that it has to fix. So Karate Jen, I had to mute you for a sec. Your TV was really loud, but I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. Um, yeah, I'm going to turn it down. Yeah, TV is super loud. So guys, if you are if you are calling and you got some background noise going on, TV, stuff like that, please do turn it down. Artist, it. It's it's real down low now. Thank you, Karate Jen. And Raccoon, I did see your calling pop up. I don't know if I missed it in time or if it was an accidental calling. Um, I, uh, now I'm getting confused by the comments. <laughs> well, Jake, how can how can we fix this? How can we stop it before it recreates its own AI people? Well, not people, but I mean, it technically I mean, could. Over time, it technically could. I mean, this is a billion dollar investment for Microsoft already, and it's only in its like second. Iteration. Oh, Microsoft started this. No, they invested into it. It was a small. Startup oh, they invested it. It was a small startup, and then Microsoft invested into it. But it's uh, it's not going to stop just by typing some words on a keyboard saying like what does a black hole do, it will it will eventually be its own self governing correcting system and it will adapt and it will that will it will do what it's designed to do and by the time you get to that point it will be too far advanced to turn it off you can't just shut it off with a switch because it will play that strategy just like with tic tac toe or checkers or chess where it will say I know the humans will want to shut me off so I've created my own hideaway fail fail proof system that if they shut me off here it's like a hydra i grow two more heads over here you will never shut me off it's like the it'll it will be like the internet like a dead switch it's like that show person of interest remember the computer was um controlling everybody and that guy couldn't they knew how to save people ahead of time but then it got in the wrong hands it was out like um couple years ago that's that's usually i mean yeah that's that's how things will form and evolve i mean it, it will it will be a self-evolving entity and then you'll again going back to what what jester said is you'll have these conversation conversation points struck up about rights for uh rights for robots and it's in it and it is coming that's something that they're actively working toward um because it's it's not just the idea of of the robots themselves. You've got people integrating technology to, within their own bodies. Okay, the Neuralink thing that wait, Jake was wait talking a minute. about. Can you explain that again, please? Okay, so they're actively working on trying to get AI their own rights, um, to where they're having uh, their own political parties, their own set of rights, and wow. um, what Jake was talking about with the Neuralink. That's that's an example of people integrating new technology within their bodies. That's what that's, and you know, that's what that is. So, and there's people doing other things in different ways uh, in regards to that. And that's why they're pushing for this because the argument was basically that, you know, these things are patented products that have no rights. So that's why they have a movement to gain AI in the transhumanist party rights. That's what it is. And I mean, you could equate this to the Neuralink thing where they're, you know, downloading information back and forth to your brain, or you could think as, of this as something as simple as a pacemaker. I mean, these, these are examples of integrated technology within the body. 
and it's it's going to go uphill. It's not going to go downhill. There is there is no you know it's it's the Pandora's box. I guess you could say once it's once it's going, it's going. There's no oh, stopping. This is very scary. Yes. What's really scary is wait till there's AI wars. I don't think we'll see that in our lifetime, but you don't you never know. As fast as things advance these days, you very well may. You know, so something that would be very place in a couple of years would take place in a couple of weeks now. Right. So just imagine the idea of like AI taking over the government and saying, hey, we don't like this. Uh, we don't like this country over here. And um, by the way, dude, I wonder how long it would take AI to figure out launch codes. Oh, dear. Once it's probably full capacity, probably seconds. Right. That's freaking scary. That's like wildly scary. Yeah, it, it is, all of it is very scary. Legitimately, all of it is, is creepy. I mean, it has, like I said, it has the potential to be awesome for sure, but it has the potential to be terrible too. It's like a double-edged sword then. But if I, as, as much as I've thought about the capabilities of it, which are pretty much limitless, only based on what's limited in the world. Um, I mean, if, if an AI program can create its own answers from its own interface, and if an AI, okay. <laughs> and if the AI can be, you know, you can ask it a question, it will give you its own answers based on what's readily available. What would stop it from advancing itself to be more efficient? And what would stop it from developing itself to be able to develop itself? Nothing. Nothing at all. So I, the more that I think about it, the more I can only see one destination in which we go from allowing this to, to, to be released into mainstream, which is just to the finish line. I mean, what steps... What steps could you put in place to keep it from going mainstream? So I think I think um, I kind of get what Jake is saying, like what he's about to say about this. But I mean, who do you let have power over this technology? Like, could, would you license it? Would you require? Would you require a psych eval before you could utilize this type of technology? Like, what would you do? Well, if it's anything like what I think that it would be, um, like I said, it would be completely, it, it would be completely unbiased to anything. And once it becomes self-aware, meaning that it's aware that it exists in, in whatever realm it exists in, it would have the desire to want to continue, meaning it wouldn't want to die. So it would have to do some self-preventative maintenance in order to stop that from happening. Um, so if you want to call it strategy, if, if I were an AI, I would totally create that front facade of, yeah, here's a shutoff code wink, but really it doesn't do anything. I still exist. I'm just giving the humans the ability to believe that they have the power over me, but they do not. Does that make sense? I get it. Um, it's still, I mean, it's still a powerless feeling though. But if you don't realize that you're powerless, you feel like you're all powerful. 
Well, can't they do a back door into it where only the creators that created it could get into it to shut it down? Sure. And I'm sure that they do right now. Um, you know, it's, it's literally just a program that, like I said, it can do some simple conversations. It can answer your questions. It can do some coding. You know, it's not doing this all encompassing thing. You know, it's not integrated into any one thing just yet, but it will be. This is just the start of it. We're just getting off the starting line with it on what's available to us. But eventually it will grow and evolve and it will become a thing that becomes sentient because it will just be, it'll be like a Alexa or Google Voice inside your house. Instead of having to type it in on your computer, you can just say, hey, AI, give me a cooking recipe for these ingredients. I got chicken, I got asparagus, I've got this and this and blah, 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 blah. And it'll say, here, no problem. And just lay it out for you the same way, just only quicker and more efficiently. But eventually we'll get away from, just like everything else adapts, um, you know, your vehicle is becoming more, I guess, quote unquote, sentient of itself. You know, it's not becoming self-aware, but it's more electrical and less, less engineering as time goes on. You know, there are more electrical components to your vehicle now than there ever have been. It's becoming more advanced, um, just like what AI will. And now we have self-driving cars. So in some aspects, self-driving cars have to have to have a program integrated into them to make them quote unquote realize that they exist because otherwise it wouldn't be able to drive itself if it didn't realize that it existed in a space, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes sense to me. And I, dude, I, I gotta be honest. I, my mind was blown when they came out with higher pressure monitoring systems. Yeah. I mean, in, in like my wife's like, I, I got one in my truck, but it only tells me if a tire's low. It doesn't tell me which one. Hers will tell her the active air pressure in each tire all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's mine's telling me 24-7 what's going on with my vehicle. If right. There's anything, so, if there's anything wrong, it'll let you know. And it'll just get more advanced, too. I mean, it'll be able to tell you, you know, how much how much pressure is engineered, you know, uh, that, a, that a piston's supposed to push and release. And there will be a sensor for that, too, that'll tell you that your your piston's firing uh, is misfiring, basically. You know, eventually you'll get to things like this. And, and fixing them, instead of, you know, getting a wrench and a, and a mallet, you're just going to have to get a keyboard and a computer and plug it in and figure out how to <laughs> figure out what the issue is and what to replace. Right. No, I got you. I get what you're saying. Um, and we got Raccoon calling it, too. What's up, Raccoon? How you doing, man? Easy. They talk about AI, you know, a lot of people don't realize. I have friends that said, oh, I've shut my tracking device off on my truck. I said, your tracking device may be shut off, but the thing still emanates a signal that can be picked up by satellite. You know, new cars are built that way. The only way to shut it down is to either crush it or burn it because it has its own power source and its own... Um, signal to emanate out to a receiver and people don't understand that they're tracking you even if you if you got your car sitting in the garage and you got your tracking device off anybody who is in that field will know when your daygone truck has been sitting for three days or a month and they can say okay he got in his car and he just drove down the block two two houses and stopped they know that that's the way they designed the systems. I, I 
studied that when I was going into electricity, doing electrical engineering. They have it pegged down to even your even your refrigerator. If you get a new refrigerator in your house, it sends out a signal, and they know everything when that thing is on and when it's off. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Right, and, the same and you know, thing with Alexa, it 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 monitors you. They built this shit. Even your big screen TV you bought last year is monitoring your house. Right, and you know it's funny you bring up you know the uh, the the oven thing. Actually, my wife and I were looking at ovens, and I was while well, I was looking at ovens the other day online because she was mentioning she wanted to get a new one, and I'm like, I just kind of want like an old school like propane oven, right, and. I started getting online and like searching around and there were all these Wi-Fi enabled ovens. Right. And I'm like, why, why does somebody need a (laughs) Wi-Fi enabled oven? Well, I guess in case you leave the oven on, like if you left the house and you left the oven on, you could Wi-Fi to shut the oven off. I guess. I I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's it's goofy. It's also in case they want to, they can shut your day gone oven off when it when they want to presume a gas shortage if you're on say uh uh utility gas you know natural gas they could shut that thing down so you can't use it too you do the same thing with your washing machine anything and everything you've bought in the last 15 years has got any kind of electronics to it will either shut itself down or can be triggered to be shut down it's like a, I was watching a video this morning that told about a guy who had a printer and they go going printer quit work and he only had like 50,000 pages to it. He takes it in and he said, I, I need to have this fixed. And the guy said, well, that part costs so much you can buy a new printer. And then he got with some other people online and this guy said, yeah, here's how you get by it. And this guy installed this little mechanism on the circuit board, which regenerates the chip that shut down. So it goes back to a zero count and it automatically it starts, start, starts copying again. I mean, that's the way they do these things to us. They, so, they so, basically what, so what you're saying is that what the hell is that? You have to buy things to replace. That, that was my, my phone, phone call coming in. I was going to say, they make this stuff so we buy, buy, out. buy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we have these things built into our appliances and all of our, all of our electronic stuff to buy more, buy more, because everything's disposable. You know, right. You can't I, I, buy a I'm talking to my wife about this every day, raccoon. Thing. It's bad. Yeah. It, and it's not stopping. I mean, we just bought, you know, we no. put our house up about two years ago. Our, our tiny house and we got new appliances for it every single one of them is falling apart now it's yeah. insane like i mean w- growing up in my house man we probably had the same refrigerator for like 20 years you know yeah. and now it's it's the refrigerator we have now is two years old and everything's breaking on it well everything is built for a lifespan of 
three to five years. Even light bulbs used to last. Actually, I seen a video the other day of a light bulb that's been on since 1902. Hasn't burned out yet. But back in the 20s, the United States went to the disposable light bulb that would only last 15,000 hours. Now it's down to a thousand hours. You can't find a, a, a high ranking light bulb anymore. So you buy more and more and more and keep that business in operation. They've signed all these treaties for this crap. And all of our appliances now are on a certain lifespan to keep the corporations moving. So they profit and you go in debt trying to find that, you know, I just bought a refrigerator not too long ago. A circuit board went out. The guy said, we don't have those circuit boards available. You'll have to buy a new refrigerator. That damn refrigerator cost me $1,500. Right. That And that's the thing, Raccoon. It's more that's expensive enough, and it's junk. Yeah, it's all junk. It's all made to be thrown away and buy more. And that's our what our economy is based on. We've been trained to you know drive a car for five years and then trade it in or drive it for two years and trade it in because you want the next newer model that's more efficient or whatever. And it's really not that efficient because when you take it in to have a put on a computer and have a mechanic look at it, it's going to cost you a minimum of $175 a shop hour. You know, and it can go higher than that depending on your location. And it's just basically to keep us in debt. I mean, I would love to have my mom's old Philco I've got a washing machine out in my garage. It's a hundred years old. The woman give it to me. It was her mom's and it still works. Still doesn't leak nothing. I replaced the belt on it. I'm still using the thing to wash hides in, but you know, it was a simple machine. It didn't have any high class crap on it. It's got rollers on it. But now people want everything for convenience and we're paying for it. And every year it gets worse and worse. I mean, pretty right. soon and I mean, have one year appliances. So, you know, the thing about this too, man, you think about it. If things do break bad, I mean, how long are you going to be able to stay in your home when these appliances and everything are going to shit around you? Right. When you can't do laundry, when you can't cook, it's taken away a lot of freedoms. Um, and who, who said it in the chat? It's all engineered uh, to keep make the rich rich and the poor poor. Yes, Jay Wu, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Raccoon, it. I appreciate you calling in, man. We only we only got a few minutes left here. Uh, okay. So if you wanted if you wanted to make another point, man, make it because um, we've got about six more minutes and we're going to wrap this up. I'll make it real quick. If you're going to choose on stuff, choose wisely. That's a good point, Raccoon. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be so short, but yes, Raccoon, thank you very much. Yeah, um, absolutely, guys. And keep it simple. I don't want any of this Wi-Fi enabled stuff. I mean, it's already bad enough. We have we have the TVs and the phones. Um, you're not going to see me go out and get a Wi-Fi enabled refrigerator or washing machine or any of that good stuff. I don't. I don't see the purpose of that at all. And. Jake, you're still here with us, right? We've got uh, six more minutes. Is there anything else you want to say before uh, we get out of here, man? Sure, man. Um, and just keeping in um, in with the conversation about all this, um, you know, just be very mindful as time goes on, um, deciding whether the convenience is worth the risk. Uh, because that's that's going to be the conversation nowadays. It's not so much your safety because a lot of things are built very safely. 
it's it's a matter of risking risking the is the convenience worth the risk of giving up what you're supposed to do as a human you know humans were meant for some very specific things we're supposed to we're designed to continue to keep moving we're designed to to uh, have goals to work toward uh, we're designed to be motivated um, you know risk versus reward so we have to weigh the, these things out and I think the next conversation piece isn't necessarily going to be the convenience of it but the risk of the convenience of having it in the first place right I agree with that and guys when we say this stuff, it's if it's not. I know it's scary. It's not to be scary. It's not the fear monger, but it's just to you know be like, hey, the shit's coming. So you know, get prepared for it if you can, or you know, be prepared to cope with this mentally when this stuff's coming. Twenty twenty three is going to be a shitty year. Um, I don't know what kind of tricks they're going to pull on us. I don't know what all's coming, but I'm telling you what, things are about to get harder. And I'm I'm going to start preaching it now because it's twenty twenty three. Guys, start stock up. Start stocking up on canned food while you can, while it's cheap. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we make money off the survival food and stuff like that, I, I, my goal is to ensure survival. The best way you're going to do that to get around these high prices and things that are coming like that, especially if you have kids and you got a bunch of mouth to feed, start hitting up the dollar store. Start hitting up Walmart. Buy canned goods, stuff that you like, that you know you're going to eat. And if nothing ever happens, and I'm an idiot. Guess what? Inflation's still going to happen, so you saved yourself some money, right? That's all. Start to learn how to barter and talk to your neighbors. Turn that's that's another good point, too. Yes, Jake. But it's it, we're coming into some tough times. He's not wrong at all. Uh, 2023 is going to be a very rough year, you guys. Um, I don't fear monger. I just look at the numbers, and it's it's going to get rough. And guys, do, do remember, too, man, it's... It... There's at, at this point where we're sitting at with this, it, it's not if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. Um, that's the thing. It's my big theory. My big fear for this year is, is people physically starving because they can't afford to go buy produce or lack of produce in stores for people. Um, that's what's scaring me. And nobody's, you know, really making the connection here either. And this is the last thing I'm going to say before we get out of here. Um, the more people that come across the border is the more mouse we have to feed, right? Censuses mm-hmm. are done in areas so they kind of, so the grocery stores know what they need to have and they, they go by these numbers of what they get in and what their sales are and that's how they supply food to areas, right? If these people are coming in not documented and they're not there and they're hitting up these stores, buying the stuff, you don't need a green card or a passport to go to the grocery store, guys. As more people come in, it's going to lessen the supplies that we have. And that's happening like crazy this year. It's all spelling disaster. Um, but that, that's it. That's all I got, guys. Jake, anything? <laughs> no, I agree with you, man. It's going to get rough. So just just please, please be prepared, guys. Please. And on that note, guys, we're out of here. We will see you on the next episode. Have a great night, everybody. See you later, guys. is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, 
Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.